Welcome to another episode of Roxanne's Corner. And today I have my brother again. We're still here in, in Orlando and our setting is the patio or the lanai. Um, he's barbecuing and we are sitting here just um, just chilling out. I'm on my iPad and um, he said, let's do a podcast. I said about what? Now I'm going to interview you. So the next voice that you're going to hear is from my brother. And I believe he's going to be interviewing me. He told me he had three questions. So that might lead to more. So let's see what he has for me. All right. First question. What is your greatest asset? (laughs) Are you kidding me? Nope. Like what? Like. What, what do you mean? Asset? What do you think is your greatest asset? Um, I think my greatest asset is I care. I care a lot about people. Even though I act like, even though sometimes I act like I don't, I really do care about people. And their well-being. And that they're doing okay. Okay. Now, having said that, what are you doing to use it? I'm doing this podcast. But on a serious note, um, as I get older, I, I know that I have gifts and I need to use them. And so with that, I am really trying to stay focused in, um, in getting this podcast off the ground and really being consistent with it. Okay. You said what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to use it? Why does this feel like Dr. Phil? Dr. Phillips. <laughs> that works for me. <laughs> no. So, I am the older brother. I get to grill you once in a while. Yeah, but we do this around the, the kitchen table. And where are we sitting now? The patio table. Hey. Okay, favorite. repeat the question. Your greatest asset. You have said. Uh, oh, you see, that's what your problem is. See, you, I remember <laughs> You just said that your greatest asset is that you care about people. Yes. You don't always show it. Yes. You don't always let people know that you care. Yes. But your greatest asset is your heart. Yes. My question for you is what are you doing? Not what are you going to do. Uh What are you doing to use that? Well, I started the podcast. And what I'm doing within that is planning more and being more intentional about getting it done instead of waiting on someone to say, okay, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? I am not procrastinating. I am just going to do what I said that I plan to do. It's hard because there are so many distractions. So with that, I have to get rid of those distractions. And how am I going to do that? What kind of distractions are you talking about? Um, laziness. Sometimes I get lazy and I don't want to do it. Or I haven't seen the return on investment, meaning... um, But will you always see a return on investment with something like that? Not in the beginning. But even even in the beginning, you expect to see something... And sometimes you don't, and you have you can't be discouraged with that. And that's where I I went 
into a discouraging place. And then I was like, okay, let me just pick this back up and see what happens. Okay. But I guess my, what I guess where I'm going with this is that when you do something and you make up your mind that you're going to do something, is there always going to be a result that you see? No. No, and, and that's a, I think we as people, when we try to do stuff that we say is just for us, and we really want some kind of praise or accolade, like, hey, good job, but you're sometimes you're not going to see it until later. By the way, that's chicken that you hear in the background. <laughs> yes, he's barbecuing some wonderful chicken because every time I come down here, I ask for ribs or chicken or some kind of home-cooked barbecue meal because by the time I get back to Indianapolis, I'm going to have some kind of boiled, nasty meat with some barbecue sauce on it because nobody grills in Indianapolis. So, excuse me, no one that I know grills and barbecues in Indianapolis like my brother or my other family members. So. All right. So, I guess that's where I was going with that whole question. Because, um, a lot of people in our family, um, our grandfather, uh, grandmothers, um, they did a lot of things to people, but they didn't always see your return right away. Right. And you have all of these talents and all of these things bottled up inside of you that you need to get out of here so that people can be exposed and see and feel. But if you're doing, if you're, if you have these gifts and you're waiting for someone to say, hey, great job, there will be a lot of things you will never, ever do. Yeah, you're right. So, Absolutely. That's where I was going with that question. And since I'm the 50-year-old, you're the 40-year-old. Rodney, we're 51 and 41. Like I said, I'm the 50-year-old, you're the 41-year-old. Jesus. Okay. Uh, I get to ask you wonderful questions. Yes, you do. That was question number two. Actually, that was follow-up question one. Uh-oh. Okay. So! Question number two. Yes. Question number two. If you could sit down with anyone, living or dead, and talk freely for one hour and one hour only. 60 minutes. Who would it be? Jesus. Okay. What would be your topic? Sex and singleness. Why? Because I'm struggling. Uh. <laughs> but for real. <laughs> Over some barbecue chicken? Listen, we would have to, I would really have to, I would really love to have a conversation with him about some of the struggles that single women go through and that's regardless of race location anywhere around the world and I would love to talk to him about men and relationships like Lord did you really intend for men to act like this or or what what was the intent now I know what's in your word but I need to I need you to talk talk to me you know what I mean yeah, I could see him sitting here with an Arnold Palmer and some barbecue chicken and maybe a roll eating a chicken sandwich. You know, having a real conversation. Would it be Chick-fil-A or would it be Popeye's? <laughs> Probably Chick-fil-A because he anointed that chicken sandwich and the macaroni and cheese. So it would probably be Chick-fil-A. 
But right. he would probably tell him to open it up on a Sunday. No. No? No. Why not? What does the Lord say about Sundays? That is his day. It is his day. Keep it real. How, it however. However, nothing. There is no however. He nothing. couldn't even get through the drive through He didn't put a comment in it. Okay. All right. He didn't say, well, maybe. <laughs> that ain't how the Lord rolled. Yeah, but that's who I would talk to. I would talk to Jesus. Cool. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's um, that's pretty interesting. Who would you talk to? Who would for an hour for sixty minutes? That would be my problem because I, yes, Jesus would always be a wonderful person to sit down and talk with. Mm-hmm. But for one hour, yeah, I, would, I want yeah. that one for all eternity. So that's yeah. a that's a different kind of conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I would be. I would be tossed, I would kind of be stuck between my father and my great-grandmother and father that I've never met. On which side? Adolphus and Julia. Okay. Okay. Um, I got enough of the other from my grandparents, from Levi and Bertha Mm -hmm. and all of them, but those two are kind of a mystery. Yeah. And... The way that Grandma came out, the way that Uncle Aaron, Uncle Thurman, Uncle Tom, and all those guys came out, mm-hmm. I would really, really be interested in talking to them and seeing where they were and seeing where they came from. Mm-hmm. Um, Tuesday tells stories all the time about Julia, mm-hmm. but you just don't know the rest of the story. Mm-hmm. But that's me. Yeah. yeah. That's just me. I would love to have one more hour with Dad. You know, just to be like, okay, Chris, you need to do this. You need to do this. You really don't need to do this, you know. Um, but I think that I think that time with Jesus, though, would be more. Not that my time with a dad wouldn't be impactful, but I needed I need a more spiritual halo light kind of conversation so dear audience while we're sitting here having this conversation the grill is looking really really nice he's doing his um baby backs right now and he's got this chicken just looking wonderful and i'm gonna have a wonderful dinner tonight yeah buddy it's going to be great. Yeah, buddy. It's all right, though. Yes. It's all right. So question number three, sir. Question number three. Okay. Why? Because I don't know the answer to this question. Why did you stop singing in the choir? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I get that question all the time. Um... Because I started doing other things. I Once we moved from Detroit to Indianapolis, we really didn't have that... I'm sorry, from Detroit to Cleveland, we really didn't have that church base. And we lived so far away. I sang in, in school choir, but that just wasn't the same. And then we moved from Ohio to Indy, and my priorities were different. 
Um, I was living at home with mom and dad, of course, and I was going through my growing pains, and we finally found a church home, but I was really not in ministry like I was in, in Detroit growing up. And it just, I just didn't. Um, I decided, and the Lord put me in a spot where I would lead women instead of singing in the choir. I still sing in the shower, though, and in the car, and, you know, other places. But just not in, in front of the mic. Hmm. Do you feel as if that... Do you feel as if that's a talent or a gift that you should know or wield? Yes, I, I think that is something that has been um, decided for me that I, I am not going to do. I don't understand what you mean decided for you. Be, because I haven't been put in that position to say, okay, Kristen, get in the choir and sing. I haven't been give, I haven't been given or heard that voice to say, Kristen, you need to be an alto at the New Beginnings Fellowship Church choir or on the praise team. He's told me that I need to do other things. Yeah. Can I Um, no, I cannot. <laughs> no. I have a lot of, like you said earlier, I have a lot of gifts that I, I can share that is that is one that was in my younger years versus now okay. and what about you and your singing talents sir my voice is not strong enough to hold a choral effort mm -hmm. when I was younger before my voice changed Mm -hmm. I sang in the choir up until I was in the sixth grade. And then puberty hit? Well, two things. Number one, when I changed schools that I went from St. Mary's to Harding, yeah. I changed from, well, I went to math class, and because I was blowing all of it out, the teacher said, okay, we need to get him into honors math. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for me to get into honors math, I also had to get into honors English. Mm -hmm. And in order for me to get into those two, I had to give up my spot in the choir because I couldn't take that class. Mm -hmm. So the teacher walked me down the hall and walked me into the orchestra room, which was run by Mr. Willie McAllister mm -hmm. at Harding Middle School. And from that point on, he asked me if I could read music. I told him, no, mm -hmm. I cannot. He asked me if I knew how to play an instrument. I told him, no, I do not. Um, I told him I could sing. He said, this is not choir. This is a band. This is a band, man. This is a band. Said, okay. Um, so he said, okay, I'll tell you what. I got a spot over here. And I'm going to teach you. He put me over there in the drum section. And he gave me a pair of sticks and a drum pad in a book. And he said, okay, I need you to figure this out. And I learned how to play the bass drum. And then I went to high school. I played snare. Um, I played, well, I played that. I played cymbals my freshman year because that's all they would let a freshman play. Mm -hmm. And then sophomore year, 
I moved up the snare drum, tri-tom, and um, something else. And then junior and senior, I played snare drum, and then I went on to Morris Brown, and I played, went back to bass drum. But um, after the sixth grade, my singing was done mm -hmm. in a choir. Yeah. I didn't have that skill set. As you were giving your response, I thought of what a voice in a choir could be used for. And it's just not for singing. It is to communicate music. And, you know, while we're doing this podcast, we are communicating music to someone. And so I may not be singing, but I am communicating. And I think that's another gift. I, I do have the ability to talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it may not be gentle because of what I do every day. But I do have the ability to talk to people and make people feel calm and just and also have a listening ear. So, well, yeah. And that voice that you use at work and that that location that you were placed in, um, Calandra and I have talked about it a number of times, not just with you, but with me also. We were put in certain places for a reason. Mm -hmm. I deal with folks 60, 70, 80, 90 years old that are struggling to get from point A to point B with 15 cents, and it takes 16 cents to get there. Mm -hmm. And you gotta have some empathy and the ability to listen to folks and and help. Right. One way or another. Sometimes it's listening, sometimes it's talking, sometimes it's talking and listening. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's telling them to stop. Yeah. But mm -hmm. we get that and we're placed in those positions for a reason. Right. We don't know why, we don't know who we're there for, but we were placed there for a reason. So, those were my questions for you. That that those are all the questions. Oh no no no, no. that's them for right now. Cause my my food is done. So the barbecue is done. Yeah, barbecue's ready. So, to my listening audience, we spent about twenty minutes grilling Kristen, your host. Well, who's the host? So I'm the host, but I was being interviewed by my brother. And I told him last night, I said, so you need to ask me some questions. I was expecting more intense questions, but these were intense enough to, you know, to help people get to know me and where I'm coming from. But I'm sure he'll have more questions. But if you have any questions for me that you would like to address... You can reach me at Roxanne's Corner, R-O-X-A-N-N-E-S-K-O-R-N-E-R, -N -N -E at gmail.com, and all other social media platforms with the same address. Um, I thank you for listening, and if you hear that sizzle in the background, it is pork and chicken grilling. And as you can see, he he can halfway hold a note. Halfway. Halfway hold a note. 
But we enjoyed doing this with you, and we will talk to you soon. See you later.